This is Draco Malfoy and the House of Black, part three of the Mirror of Isidaru series by Star Bridget. Chapter 18. Innocence. Scabbers, Ron whispered. Don't hurt him. And Lupin shook his head, wand going from black to point at the case. I'm going to force him to show himself, said Lupin. If he really is a rat, it won't hurt him. Ron nodded, stepping aside, back to Hermione and Luna, while Potter kept his wand trained on black the same. Lupin gestured Draco forward, and the moment came to reveal the man who would bring the Dark Lord back to life. And then, Draco realised he didn't know how to open the case. Um, Draco said, pulling at the seams ineffectually. This is embarrassing. Lupin's face hardened. Let me, he said, and with a few efficient turns of the case he found an interlocking clasp and pulled it open. The lid of the heavy silver case flew off as Scabbers flung himself desperately towards, of all things, the charmed fire. Draco wondered if the rat meant to end his own life before his old friends could catch him. Then he saw how wide the fireplace was and realised the rat must think he could scramble up the sides and escape the blaze, escape, and surely never be seen again. A flash of blue-white light erupted from Lupin's wand, a charm Hermione and Draco had practised but never perfected the way he had. It set Scabber's movement to a standstill, stopping just before the green face of the fire. The flames looked just that hair's breadth away from swallowing him up, or like he was emerging, being born out of the enchanted, flickering green light. As first a head grew before its cavern, then a neck and shoulders, and arms and a torso, squat and misshapen, and remaining so as the legs came in as well. Draco thought the transformation had ended early, but no. He was just short. Shorter than Draco, almost. As balding and repulsive as Draco had always remembered. He just happened to still have both hands, save a missing finger. Peter. Lupin breathed, and then looked at black, tired, old, honest, hazel eyes, filling more emotions than Draco could follow. Potter raised his wand before Wormtail, who was cringing and shying back trapped between their wands and the fireplace. Draco joined him, letting the rat-looking bastard feel the flames near his ankles. Lupin looked at their new captive, then at his students, safe and ready for defence against the darkest of arts. He turned to Black, and touched Black's hollow, sunken chest, hand smoothing down over it. Sirius. Oh, Sirius, I'm sorry. Don't, Black said, voice breaking completely. Don't, Remus. It was my fault. It was all my fault, and you know that I... You know that I always... Always, Remus, I always... Draco had a bad feeling he knew what was about to come out of his second favourite cousin's mouth. Hey, Professor Lupin, why don't you introduce the rest of us to your old school friend? Lupin turned from black, still letting his side rest against him, 
and said in the most menacing calm Draco had ever heard, Peter Pettigrew, but we called him Wormtail, a dear old friend. His lips spread into a tight smile. I let him cheat off me on our astronomy, Al. I wept at his funeral. Harry, I believe this is the man who turned your parents over to Voldemort. It looked to become real for Potter then, in a way even seeing Scabbers turn to Pettigrew hadn't. It was relief that filled his rapt face, relief like some terrible struggle he had never thought would end had never existed at all. Like the moment in a fairy tale when the frog turns into a prince, or the beast becomes human again, though looking at Wormtail it was hardly a perfect analogy. Draco took the split second of calm to glance over at the other students, and found Luna waving her arms excitedly in triumph, while Hermione stroked Ron's arm, murmuring soothingly that he'd had no way of knowing and that everything was going to be all right now. So, Lupin said, turning his gaze to the trapped Wormtail, and Draco could not wait to see the light fade from those beady eyes. I'd like to clear up one or two little matters with you, Peter, if you'd be so. He's come to try and kill me again! Wormtail shrieked, using his middle finger to point with the index missing. He killed Lillian James and now he's going to. His words broke off into an abrupt cry as Draco's wand jabbed into the wrinkled flesh of his collarbone. Trust me, Draco said evenly. You want to tell the truth right now, for your own interest. You want to keep your old school pals engaged, because if they aren't, I take over. And that might not be as charming as a walk down memory lane. You haven't been hiding from me, said Black. It's your old master's lot you fear. They aren't very happy with you, are they? You've been hiding for twelve years from Voldemort's old supporters. I heard things in Azkaban, Peter. They all think you're dead, or you'd have to answer to them. I've heard them screaming all sorts of things in their sleep. Sounds like they think the double-crosser double-crossed them. Voldemort went to the Potters on your information, and Voldemort met his downfall there. And not all Voldemort's supporters ended up in Azkaban, did they? There are still plenty out here, biding their time, pretending they've seen the error of their ways. If they ever got wind that you were still alive, Peter. Hey, Draco said, feeling seven sets of eyes turn on him. What is everyone looking at me for? Potter was the one to lift his head and answer, his eyes going colder on the pathetic man at the end of his wand. Sirius Black means your father, doesn't he, Draco? And people like him. Potter said with a shudder of suppressed hatred towards Wormtail, like it took out effort not to blurt accusations against the man that all eight people in the room now knew, without a shred of doubt, was guilty. Oh, yes, Draco said. Everyone here knows who I am, Pettigrew included. Yes, Wormtail, you must remember my father. The way Wormtail cringed and shied away at that reminder, making Potter the one to snag his shoulder and drag him back before he stepped into the green fire, was proof yet again that Black had him caught. 
he saw their unsympathetic faces, then took Potter's hand and seized on it with officious desperation. No, no, you have it all wrong. Listen to me, boy. Harry, you have your mother's eyes. If Voldemort's supporters were after me, it was because I put one of their best men in Azkaban, the spy, Sirius Black. How dare you! Both Potter and Black growled at once, before turning to look at the other after the jinx, a fondness crossing Black's face that you would have had to be dead not to see. How dare you speak of my mother, Potter said, and wrenched his sleeve from Wormtail's grasp. And how dare you! Black finished. Call me a spy for Voldemort. When did I ever sneak around people who were stronger and more powerful than myself? But you, Peter, I'll never understand why I didn't see you a spy from the start. You always liked big friends who'd look after you, didn't you? It used to be us, me, and Remus, and James. You were always looking for the biggest bully to follow around, was it? Draco said with a shudder. To pretend you were as strong as him. Me? A spy? Must be out of your mind. Never! Don't know how you can say such a... Lily and James only made you secret keeper because I suggested it. Black hissed, with enough venom there that Potter once again had to seize Wormtail back from falling in the fire. I thought it was the perfect plan. A bluff. Voldemort would be sure to come after me. Would never dream they'd use a weak, talentless thing like you. It must have been the finest moment of your miserable life, telling Voldemort you could hand him the potters. And I believed it, Peter, Lupin said, and let his arm settle on Black's shoulder, the pain of wasted years alive in his voice. I believed that you were a hero and Sirius the one who destroyed our lives. I didn't even believe Sirius until I saw you. How could you have done it, Peter? Look at Harry! How could you have left him without a mother and father? I didn't! At last, Wormtail's voice cracked, and instead of backing away, he threw himself forward onto his knees. Potter didn't let his wand waver, though Draco had to stagger back, wrinkling his nose in disgust because the man did not only still rather look like a rat, he smelled like one. The green fire lit him from behind, showing every flaw in his aged skin, every mark of wasted years. I was scared, Remus. I had to, or he would have killed me. I didn't have a choice. I had to kill those muggles, or no one would have believed I was dead, and Sirius had done it. Not for sure. They were just muggles. I didn't have a choice. I never had a choice. Draco let out a cry, nearly dropping his wand. Potter looked over, but kept his wand on Wormtail. So Draco staggered backwards and fell against Hermione, breath cut out of him. He had said almost those exact words once, also about the Dark Lord. I haven't got any options. I have to do it. He'll kill me. He told me to do it, or kill me. I've got no choice. He'd said it over and over again to himself, to Myrtle, to keep going through sixth year, pushing forward to that Pyrrhic victory. He'd said those words to Dumbledore on the night Severus killed him. He could hear his own voice in this cringing shell of a man, in this loathsome coward. Draco, Hermione said, hugging him from behind. Draco, calm down, it's all right. You hear him, 
You were right all along. It's all right now. It's going to be all right. Breathe, Draco. You always have a choice, Potter said, stepping away from him. Wormtail went into a mania of fear, breath starting up at panting at almost the same time Draco's had. Although he had no reason to try and contain his panic when he was very much begging for his life, almost praying to them. Sirius, it's me, it's Peter, your friend, you wouldn't. Black kicked out and Wormtail recoiled. There's enough filth on my robes without you touching them, said Black. Remus, Wormtail squeaked, and what he saw in those hazel eyes full of conviction seemed to chill him. Remus, you were right, we were friends, I'm sorry, please let me go. Lupin's face creased with distaste. It was one unexpected, tentative warmth left in Draco's heart, to watch Lupin lean more against Black's side, hand brushing against Black's filthy one, with no concern for sullying himself. Uncle Sirius could, it seemed, die happy now. I will show you the mercy you showed James and Lily. Wormtail's eyes darted around looking for shelter, only to find none. Ron! Haven't I been a good friend, a good pet? You'll help me. You're on my side, aren't you? Ron looked more likely to try to kill him than save him. I let you sleep in my bed. Kind boy, kind master. Wormtail was crawling now like he was still a rat, and he called Ron his master, the same way that Draco had heard him call Voldemort. Was this Draco? Was this who Draco was? the true face behind the stolen body and the stolen power. Was this what Draco Malfoy added up to in the end? You won't let them do it. I was your rat. I was a good pet. If you made a better rat than human, it's not much to boast about, Peter, said Black harshly. And Luna let out a nervous laugh, breaking the tension of the moment. What are we going to do? she asked and Wormtail stared up at her blankly. Who on earth are you? Hello, I'm Luna, she said brightly, and I think you ought to be killed. Wormtail turned with fading hope in his eyes to Hermione. Sweet girl, clever girl, can't you see they're going to kill me? Help me! Hermione stayed firmly behind Draco, not risking him touching her. Then Wormtail was staring up at Draco, who took his wand back out at feeling that gaze on him. I could do it right now, Draco thought suddenly. I could end it, put this miserable thing out of its misery. I could cast the killing curse. Malfoy, clever Malfoy boy, Wormtail pleaded. You understand, you know that world. You know how frightening they can be. Your father, your family. You know why I was scared. We're no different, Malfoy. Don't let them kill me. We're the same. He's nothing like you, Potter screamed, springing forward and pushing Draco and Hermione out of the way to put his wand right between Wormtail's eyes. You're rotten and he's perfect. You killed my parents. Draco shook free of Hermione, breathing evened out, with a calm sweeping over him that made his fingertips feel almost numb. Do you want me to kill him? Draco asked Potter raising his wand at the ready. Say the word, Potter. Just say it. I'll kill him right here and now. 
bleed him out like a pig on the floor, and cast his flesh into the fire. No! Hermione shrieked. Frankenstein, no, you can't! What's wrong with you? You can't! But Potter looked tempted, torn almost, especially when Black came up behind Draco and seized his shoulders, shaking him eagerly. Do it, Draco, Black urged. End him, now! Wormtail was shaking worse than any of them, but the words he spoke seemed to paralyse Potter. Harry, Harry, you look just like James. He wouldn't have wanted me killed. James would have understood, Harry. He would have shown me mercy. Wait, said Potter, putting up a hand between them, and Luna was taking Draco by the hand and trying to pull him back towards her instead. No, Draco, Luna said. You shouldn't have to be the one to do it, not you. Draco Lucius Malfoy, Hermione snarled, taking his hand with Luna, while Black held his shoulders more tightly. If you don't lower that wand. I think you should do it, Ron called. I think he should die for what he did to Harry's parents. And Wormtail pressed his face to the cold stone, rocking back and forth and keening. Potter heard him. Elfin young face never more ethereal than now, bathed in fury and green fire. Why did you do it? Why did you betray my parents? You don't know what it was like back then. He who must not be named was taking over everywhere. What was there to be gained by refusing him? He would have killed me, Sirius. Then you should have died, roared Black and something that had been waiting inside Draco for so, so many years finally snapped into place. I'll do it, Draco said. I don't care what happens after. I have to do it. Step aside, Potter. I'm going to kill him. Draco, this is not you, Hermione pleaded, but he shook her off. With a small cry, she let Ron pull her and Luna back away from him. In his peripheral vision, he could see her cover her face with her hands and turn to the wall. No! Potter yelled, and threw his entire body between Draco and Wormtail. You can't kill him. You can't. I have to, Draco said, bewildered by the sudden obstacle in his way, when the entire world... The reason he had climbed into that mirror had been shown to him. Trelawney had said it. The dragon's flames would swallow the rat. It's been the point of it all, Potter. Don't you see? I don't care if I get the Dementor's kiss for it. This is what I was meant to do. I have to stop him from returning to Voldemort. To prove that when I look in the mirror... The man on his knees behind you isn't my real reflection. It isn't, Potter panted. There was something strong enough in his gaze on Draco to make him listen. Even when the tips of Draco's fingers could already feel the magic surging, the readied mass of inky shadow from the bent wand, which wanted to strike at this begging fool, wanted to kill. You've done what you were meant to do, Draco. Unmask him and prove Black's innocence. Now let's do that. 
Let's take him up to the castle and show everyone, to prove you were right, to set Black free. Just don't kill him, Draco. Not yet. He'll go to Azkaban, Draco said, wand beginning to shake in his hand. And he'll live, and the Dementors won't affect him. He's an Animagus. It won't even be bad for him, and he'll escape. People can escape from there. Anyone can escape. My Aunt Bella. Anyone. So it's not safe until he's dead. Potter. He should be dead. Because he had a choice. He did. He had a choice. He should have just let the Dark Lord kill him before he... Draco. Potter said softly. Don't worry. I'll protect you. Potter reached out. Pried the talon wand from his fingers and placed it gently back in Draco's pocket. Somehow, it didn't even burn him. Some for Professor Dumbledore. Lupin said towards the students, then cast Incarcerous. The ropes sent Wormtail to the ground, one at his throat. You live then, old friend, for now. But if you transform, Peter, growled Black, his own wand pointing at Wormtail too, we will kill you. You agree, Harry? I'm not letting him out of my sight, Potter said firmly, until Dumbledore asks for him, or the Dementors do. I'll get the headmaster, Luna said and stopped at the door. Draco, please don't kill him, she said a last time, before running out as fast as her legs could carry her. But before there was even the sound of the heavy door opening and closing, there was a scream. Luna's scream. Luna! Draco shrieked, flinging himself after her. He sprang on her still frame, trying to wake her, with the same feeling from the Chamber of Secrets coming over him, except he'd been the one to bring her this time. It was his fault if she was dead, but he felt a pulse. That was the last relief he felt, before a wand pressed underneath his chin and tilted it up. You would do well to take better care of her, Draco, Severus said coldly. You may soon find yourself running short on cousins. What? What did you? By the time Ron and Hermione were at the door, Lupin behind them, Severus had seized Draco off the ground and pressed his wand to his throat. Severus! Lupin gasped. What in the world? Stunned, Severus said, sneering down at Luna before directing the talon wand into Draco's pocket. He levitated the talon wand out of it and down into his own pocket. Yes, boy, I know better than to touch it. Very well, then, werewolf. Drop your wand, or the boy will suffer far worse than his cousin. What are you doing, Professor Snape? Hermione cried out. Draco is your godson. Draco! Black cried out in concern, that belated revelation seeming to matter little in the moment. When Black's face appeared behind Lupin's, Draco could feel Severus's grip on Draco's robes tighten, the hatred seeming to slide, pooling off him in dark waves of acid. Tiresome know-it-all, Granger, Severus growled, and yet 
so stupid to think I care an iota more for the worthless life of this simpering child than any other at this school. Believe me, I would relish the excuse to punish this nuisance for all of his whining. Give black up to me, or his blood will be on your hands. Don't! Draco yelled. Potter, don't! We can't let Wormtail escape! You persist in delusion, Severus sneered. Draco, there is no one in the room with Potter. Draco only caught a split-second glimpse out of the corner of his eye as he desperately turned. Potter was staring in terror at a captive Draco, wand raised, but to no one. A pile of loose conjured ropes lay at his feet, the bounds at the neck giving way with desperate difficulty, before a small dark shape with a tail like a worm clambered up past the green flame up the side of the fireplace grate and was gone. There is a rope with you, Potter. Use it. Severus ordered, Put the wand down, pick up the rope and bind Sirius Black. The prisoner of Azkaban has been caught. Oh, Black, to think I will be the one to do it. After you used Draco to do your dirty work, that I will be the one to drive the final nail in your coffin. Don't! Draco called again. He called out in vain as Potter silently obeyed. Peter! Lupin called, turning belatedly. Where did he go? and Black let out a howl less like a dog than a man under Cruciatus, echoing through the dungeons like Severus cursed them all. He's gone! He's gone! He's gone! Black gasped out and stepped forward, and helped Potter wrap the ropes around his wrists, letting Potter knot them. Snape, we had him! It was Pettigrew! Severus lifted his wand. Langlock. He said calmly, and Black was silenced. Expelliarmus. Ron, Lupin, Hermione and Black's wands flew to his hand in turn. So many wands now that his pockets were full. They fit, though. No myrrh there to take up space. Were, were you lying? Draco stuttered. There was no shortage in ingredients, was there? You were never going anywhere anyway. Severus snorted and turned Draco's right palm over in his hand to show the word thief. Most disappointing, Draco, that you did not recall what I told you on the very first day of your first year, that I expected my godson to try and take advantage of our blood connections to steal from me, and that I had taken precautions... Did you think you could steal back the mirror you had been using to speak to Sirius Black 
and not have my charms detected. Stupefy, he called out, as Ron broke the line and made a mad, brave, wandless charge forward to try and tackle Severus and knock the wand from his hand. Ron crashed unconscious beside Luna, and Hermione screamed high and piercing. Lupin pulled her and Black behind himself protectively, and Severus's eyes darkened. Has true love returned? Severus asked silkily. Give Black up, Lupin, or I will fell your students before your eyes one by one. Severus! Draco gasped. Severus, you can't do this. He's innocent. I saw Peter Pettigrew. I swear to you, Sirius is an innocent man. You'll be delivering him to his death for no reason. Draco, Severus said, with the deep, dark eyes of the one who felt himself the one betrayed. What did I tell you on the first day of term this year? Listen to your godfather, vain boy. What did I say? Draco closed his eyes, acid eating into his chest. Hope gone. That Black might not have turned over the potters, he said bleakly. But he has never been innocent. And then the world went cold. No! Lupin gasped. Severus, you couldn't have. There are no Dementors allowed inside Hogwarts. Dumbledore would never allow it. Draco lunged at Severus to try and get our wand back, any wand, and Severus raised his own wand between Draco's eyes. Stupefy, Severus said, and the world went black. Thank you for listening to this chapter of Draco Malfoy and the House of Black. Part 3 of the Mirror of Isidaru series by Star Bridget.